one thing that I had to actually quit this year for 2020 because I started off like I don't know what happened I used to be a heavy coffee drinker and then as soon as the new year started my body is like nah you can't have caffeine so every time I drink like a dark cup of coffee even like boba tea the like oh, my no. body is like no and then I puke and I'm like oh my god oh that's yeah. tragic yeah I don't know what happened but other than that I can still enjoy my tea Oh, that's good at least Okay. I don't know, I've been drinking coffee like water these days, because final year of college, yay! <laughs> oh, nice. Well, congratulations, almost there. Home stretch. Almost there, but that's where the suffering happens, so... Well... The, the what, the suffering? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, if I'm good to go, are you good to go? Yeah, pretty good to go. Yep, uh, let me just... Alright, here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. Uh, so hey guys, um, welcome to another special episode with a very special guest on Tree Bark. Uh, his name is Shiro Bork, and I'm very happy to have him on. Um, could you, uh, I don't know, uh, just tell me a brief bit about yourself? Uh, hello, I'm Shiro Koi. I, uh, I'm a furry artist slash writer slash game developer. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, my, the thing I'm known for is I... I developed this visual novel, very visual novel called Repeat, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> right on. Um, so that's what really like caught my eye a couple months back when I was following your work. I um, I really like did did writing start off as the art for you that you got into, or was like illustration something that um you were into before? Um, so my my start on the internet started on fanfiction.net. <laughs> I wrote like a shit ton of fanfiction as a kid. And uh-huh. after a while, I found DeviantArt. And I was like, oh, wait, this is like fanfiction, but for art. So I started drawing really shittily. Uh, but then after a while, I got better and I got more into art than writing. And I transitioned into more of an artist. But oh. writing's writing's more of a side thing for me these days. Oh, so you started off with like some fantasy novels or something. Um, like what is what is some of your fanfics? <laughs> what, uh, what did you cover? My uh, fanfiction account is now buried and will not be found. Uh, <laughs> boy, was it stuff they were from, bad. Like, Pokemon or? Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote like a shit ton of Pokemon fanfiction. Like I had this ninety-page uh, fanfiction for like. Uh, it it was. It was fun, but looking back, they weren't good. Well, yeah. It's kind of like as an artist, you look back on your work from 10 years ago, and you're just like, Ugh, I want to strangle myself. Like everyone's got their, you know, their start somewhere. So, like, was it like the intonation where it's like, okay, so I'm drafting some stories, and I want to, like, kind of illustrate this. I want to show people, like, exactly what I'm, what I'm depicting in my visual novel. Like, yeah, how, yeah. how did that bleed into there? So first, I started uh, writing fan fiction, and then I was like, "Oh, what if I made like a comic that follows the story of my fan fiction?" So mm-hmm. I did that for like twenty pages or so, but then uh, I got uh, um, just basic life stuff got in the way. I got too busy, so that kind of dropped off, and I stopped writing for a while. But yeah. then um, it's, uh, I, I just drawing became my new writing like back in the day i would just write to relax but now it's it's become more of an art thing 
Okay. I, I don't word good, as you can clearly see. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's no problem. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't want to like interrogate you too hard or anything, but I just I just really want to get to know like how you get into kind of the flow of things, because for me. Um, I recently started kind of like this big project for myself, which was like from my regular day to day commissions. I, I want to like hunker down and focus on uh, comics, something more like long form. And like, what was that kind of jump for you? Did you always it, I mean, by the sound of it, it sounds like you were always kind of writing stories. So like did comics kind of naturally occur before the visual novel? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, the visual novel came up as a way to draw make a comic but have to draw less <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh, yeah because you know um visual novels you just have sprites background and then you can change them up as per story but like comics you have to draw every single scene every page every like a lot more asset creation so the visual novel was kind of like a compromise to my to please my story writing side while not yeah. murdering my <laughs> work schedule uh, it still did in the end, but it's a lot less. <laughs> because you're creating so many assets. And I know a little bit about that from like uh, game dev stuff. And uh, I actually do have some applications like Visual Novel Maker on my PC. But like how how much like is it of like a dedication to make all of the characters? And you have to make the different expressions and everything too from the environments. Is, all, is that all from scratch for you? Yeah, yeah, I draw all my characters from scratch. The backgrounds, I kind of Photoshop from photos. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just apply, like, a filter to them. Nice. Because, yeah, because uh, I don't background good. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, that's really intimidating. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, so usually I want to start off with, like, a good idea of what the story is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, one regret I have with uh, writing repeat my visual novel is that I started the story like really large scale. So I've been working on it for the past five years or so, and the story is just so big, <laughs> especially for my first visual novel. Mm-hmm. If I had to redo it from the beginning, I would definitely scale it down to something like doable for one person. Is this um, is this more like a mature version of like what you envisioned from the get go from like your earlier works, or is it just like gun ho? I'm gonna try everything I can. <laughs> uh, so um, when I first started, I was really ambitious and I had this big old story planned out. Mm-hmm. But then, um, as the more I do it, the more I realize like, oh, this is gonna take me like ten years to finish. <laughs> Uh, so right now, it I feel a little. I still love the story to bits, but um, it's it's big, <laughs> and it's easy to burn out on something that you've been working on nonstop for the last five years. Yeah, so, it's really ambitious, but hey, like congratulations! Like I'm glad you made it this far too. Um, for for your uh, Patreon, I noticed too. Like um, you do try to put out a lot of work so that you can show your patrons what you're working on and stuff. How has that been for managing you? Because I also just recently started a Patreon and I'm, I'm trying to figure out all of like the different th- ways that I can manage my time, set up perks and etc. How do you, how did you manage that over the past couple of years? Honestly, uh, to be perfectly honest, I haven't been the best Patreon manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not a good community manager, but my patrons are uh, really patient with me which i'm very grateful for yeah um so i always think that clear communication 
clear and regular communication is something to strive for. Like, hey, if you're slacking, or not slacking, but like you're having trouble uh, scheduling wise, you, you, a lot of real life stuff is in the way. Like, you tell them, give them a heads up. It's better than like months of non communication, you know? Yeah, just like and let like, them know, like, hey, I'm busy, or like something really important came up and I just have to just pause for a bit. Yeah, um, most of them are really understanding about that. And of course, some will uh, drop off Patreon. But I've noticed a lot of times if you, in the long term, if you show that, hey, uh, I really am dedicated to this project and it is a work of passion for me, they will like come back. Uh, yeah, for sure. I also really appreciate. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the one thing that like um, I, I was kind of like talking to a little bit with my other friends about where it's like, for doing the one-off commissions like I was doing before when I first started like oh I'm a furry artist and like the community is super helpful and I'm really glad to have like people that want to support me so jumping from just like one single character ref commission or illustration to like hey I'm gonna start this big project um and would you like to support me for the month and seeing like the patronage for like you know whatever the tier is like from three dollars one dollar or whatever like I don't know for some reason like seeing the long-term investments like wow they like you're in it for the long run for me and that like makes me so happy yeah especially those folks who like comment on everything you do it's just like you guys give me life (laughs) yeah no like beyond the likes or retweets I gotta be honest the comments are like what I look forward to the most Mm -hmm. because it's like actual oh what is that except except for the one there like (laughs) like hey where's my content <laughs> oh god uh, yeah i'm like i'm working on it dude please <laughs> yeah uh, and... but i still love them they love they like my work i appreciate it but i'm also like oh the pressure <laughs> i mean but i mean like yeah that's good that there's demand and i think like what you said before though about as long as you're transparent you know a lot of the good people that you at least want to be around they're really understanding mm-hmm. yeah um for for the most part, everyone I've met on Patreon and beyond have been super encouraging. So kudos to them for having patience <laughs> with me. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, could you talk a little bit? I know you mentioned Pokemon and stuff you did fanfic for, but uh, could you allude to a little bit of like, were there any specific mangas or story inspirations that you look up to? Uh, the thing that really started my whole uh, creative craze was... Uh, have you ever read the Pokemon Adventures manga? Pokemon Adventures. I think... Or Pokemon Special? Uh, I think growing up, was that like from like the first generation on that they started a manga? Or is that something new? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's pretty old. Uh, they, There was like a red, blue, green version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I've um, seen that in the library growing up. Yeah. Yeah. They are so well written. Oh, my God. Like, um, they really take the story of Pokemon and then like put it into one coherent really well-defined storyline like all the npcs are in on it and like yeah. they just define the world so well that that really like drove my creative juices back in the day oh. like i i based uh my fan fictions and all my writing off of uh pokemon because like they do a lot, lot of good plot twists and pacing really well does it um, does it coincide with the anime in any way or is it its own separate thing Oh hell no! The characters actually age. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so Ash yeah, isn't like, ten forever. 
<laughs> yeah, he's been 10 forever. Meanwhile, like, Red has been aging throughout, like, each arc, and it's great. I love him. <laughs> actual um, development, yeah. <laughs> act yeah, like, actual character development. And, like, each character embodies a theme. They've got their own backstory. Like, um, their names aren't very creative, though. So, like, the you know the, the main character... Okay, how do I say this? Red um, or red, blue, green. Those yeah. are the three main characters of the first arc. Yes, yes. There, uh, I would highly recommend. Most of the manga is online these days, so I would highly recommend you check them out if you're a Pokemon fan because they're so good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> are you big into the what is that other game? I have a lot of friends that are really into Mystery Dungeon, and that's what kind of kicked off their like Pokesonas and stuff. Are you a fan? Oh of those? yeah. Oh yeah, I I was one of those kids who were uh, emotionally traumatized by the first Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, it's just sad. Like the first couple of Mystery Dungeon games, the writing's like really good. So okay, yeah, and, and like you play as a Pokemon, right? I guess uh, I should say Pokemon's what dragged me into like the furry fandom. Like I drew in the beginning, I drew a lot of uh, human art and a lot of uh, Pokemon art, and mm -hmm. then eventually I was like, oh. People like my Pokemon art a lot more. All right, I'll draw more Pokemon. And then eventually it was like, oh, these people are drawing animal people kind of like Pokemon. Huh, I'll, I'll try that. And, and then, then it was downhill from there. <laughs> and then did you take, I, I fondly remember like when I first got like my DS Lite and I had the Mystery Dungeon, I, I forget what it was called. It was like the blue team or something. I forget. Oh, um, uh, yeah, blue. Blue, Blue yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you could take this personality test, and it'll like match you up with a Pokemon, and then like you sort of like TF or you transform into that thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, the kickstart, <laughs> exactly. It's like okay, I'm hooked. Um, yeah. so Oh, okay. Oh no, sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I don't word good. Go ahead. What? <laughs> no. So, um, beyond Pokemon, though, like, was that solely what drove you, or? Uh, did you dip into other things or did you see other furry creators actually when you, I guess, yeah, got, you said that that's what brought you into the furry fandom. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so, hmm. What did get me into the furry fandom? I remember, um, it was during my Tumblr days. Uh, there were a lot of, you, you know, you naturally run into some not safe for work, uh, furry art. Here yeah. There. There's a lot I of guess, lewd. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of loot. It's it's good loot. I guess I ran into some. I was like, oh, this is this is making me feel things. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I started drawing um, loot art myself, and mm. yeah, that's pretty much how I got started. Posting um, it and were... sharing it on Deviant Art, or uh, what? what oh god, sites, not Deviant Art. <laughs> oh no, what sites were you on at the time? Um, so I transferred at that point mostly from Deviant Art onto Tumblr, mm. and that was pretty good. And then it was from Tumblr onto Twitter, um, and then Tumblr died. So it's yeah, mostly Twitter for me these whole days. Whole Tumblr filter apocalypse. Oh god. Yeah, which didn't work, by the way. I logged in the other day, and it was like, oh, there's beefy men fucking on my time. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh wait, it's still. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay, I deleted my account since then. It's been like I think almost a year already. The moment I logged back in, there was like beefy men everywhere. I was like, okay, this worked well. Was it worth it, Tumblr? Huh? Huh? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, open up my account again. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, um, oh, so it was, um, from you said, 
uh, Tumblr, that died, to Twitter, and then from Twitter, has that been your main platform? Yeah, Twitter and Fur Affinity, but mostly Twitter okay. these days. Yeah, I find uh, Twitter's, like, it's really, main, like, mainstream and kind of, like, simple to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, there's a lot, it's a lot easier to see comments and interact with people, which is nice. Yeah, I, I, I keep... I keep uh, telling more and more furries too. It's like, oh, just hop on Twitter and then they do and then they're hooked. Yeah. And I think the thing I like about Twitter is that you can say like the stupidest shit and it'll still be good. Like on, on other sites, <laughs> like for Affinity, you, you're you not going to make a journal and be like, yo, uh, it's 4 a.m. and I'm like licking spices in the kitchen right now. Like, <laughs> it's kind of on dang, Twitter. It's yeah. perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the no- nomenclature. <laughs> Um, what's the posting? Oh, oh, I guess yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I hate it when like I shit post something and it gets like the most likes, and then like <laughs> this really hard like commission that I worked on for like three days straight <laughs> just doesn't oh, match it. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, uh, yeah, like I noticed in the beginning, most of my like art gets fallen to the wayside, and then like my shit posty doodles just like get so many views. I'm like, just like, it's like great. Why? That's what I'm gonna be known for. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life now exactly um okay so uh talking a little bit because like i'm sort of getting into this wheelhouse now for um developing some characters um how do you go in about i guess no we could actually back it up a little bit further for like uh since you're familiar with uh stories and illustration and basically comic uh comic formats like i've been trying to wrap my head around like introduction conflict resolution and conclusion so for your visual novel do you have this all set up as a guideline or how, how have you been kind of like uh figuring it out as you've been going on um so writing for comics and writing for visual novels is a little different because writing for visual novels you have a lot more leeway to like add stuff whereas in comics you gotta draw a shit ton so you gotta be way more efficient but um, for mm-hmm. my characters in my visual novel, I kind of start with their, like, I want to focus on their, their start, the character's starting points. Um, for example, like, one of my characters, Sissel, from my visual novel, he starts off as really insecure. He's He was raised on the streets. He's poor. Um, like, he starts off with a lot of self-esteem issues. That's where, that's his starting part, mm-hmm. point. And then I focus on his end point. What do you, what should he grow into, like? a confident like young man with goals and aspirations and like the confidence to face people with criticism that's and like learn to love himself that's the end goal so that's that's the start goal end goal and then i write around that like what arc what events does he need to go through and hardships does he need to go through to get to that end goal and yeah that's generally how my stories uh, end up playing out Oh, that's that's pretty interesting because for me it's been like I think um back when you mentioned like oh when I first started this story it's been a really big undertaking I'm setting up the world and everything and I find myself kind of in that same position where I'm I'm thinking super broadly but when you mention like oh I'm gonna set up just this one character with this goal and then there's like he has his own arc and this own kind of uh line to follow does it does it kind of this gets me thinking like does it when you set that up for more than one character does that kind of like pan out or how how do you figure that out well the good thing about visual novels and also the worst thing is that you can have branching paths (laughs) so like you have one path focusing on one character and then Mm -hmm. um, character interactions can be 
like sort out focusing specifically on one character. Like in Sissel's arc, um, other characters pop in and out, but the focus is mainly on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if it was for comics, I think you'd need to do a lot more pre-production planning and like sort out notes and whatnot. Just because it's more of a strict like set, you have an entire page set up with specific panels and that's just one page. You look at it and you're kind of done there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's one... I wouldn't say weakness, but, like, a thing about comics that you really need to watch out for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. No problem. I'm not very good about how, advice. <laughs> how, no, that's, no, I'm learning a lot, actually, right now, because I, I just, I really wanted to get out there and just, um, part of this podcast and part of its kind of, like, position in my life is to figure out from other people who have way more experience than me, and I've been learning a lot. So, like, no matter what it is, like, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so uh, one word of advice that I would give you if you're starting out on your like first big project is like, keep scale in mind, like have a end goal in mind. Like you don't want to be like me and be like, Oh, I'm just going to start on this project. Oh, five years later, I'm not even finished yet. Uh, <laughs> like keep it like manageable and small. I think it's better as a creator to have a project and finish mm-hmm. it than have one have several projects finished than like one big project that's just like going and going and going like something a bit smaller and manageable and then kind of work your way up yeah you make to learn so in your first project Mm. you're gonna run into some issues and then you'll learn from it and you'll be more prepared in your second project you know oh that makes sense yeah i can see how yeah because i think no matter what you're gonna like stumble and stuff and then from the next one you you kind of throw in like what you failed in on the last project and then refine that yeah definitely it's How, all a learning process um to kind of back up a bit too like for people that aren't really into like the vn or the visual novel scene and stuff like that the only one that i'm really familiar with is amoris and <laughs> <laughs> well that's just because i have a lot of friends too like when i first got into the fandom that was one of the big titles and then followed by like Nekojishi and stuff like uh what do you think of those Mm, mm, I actually haven't played Nekojishi, but I've heard like <laughs> I heard it's on it's it's good. The art's great from yes, what I've seen, but yes. from what I've heard, it's on the. Uh, I actually don't know. Honestly, I can't really judge Nekojishi, but it looks people seem to enjoy it. The characters are fun. I saw this dude's um, car, and he had this giant decal wrap. Not in person, but online. <laughs> it was the entire thing was Nekojishi <laughs> with like Neko- the, all the Bara cats and everything, and the demon cat. It was so <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's got like a really strong core concept, which is great to have for a story. Um, like you know, cat spirits following you around, which is great. Um, that's that's the backbone. It, yeah, that's the backbone. Have a good, like, uh, concept in mind. Okay. Like, if people ask me what repeat is about, I would have trouble <laughs> piecing it together. Like, oh, there's time travel, but there's like wishes that are like guardian angels and like they're teens with with emotional problems i don't know like have a one sentence concept (laughs) well then i'll I'll, okay i'll point this to you then so like from the the concept of the name repeat like what what does that kind of imply um is that part of the time travel aspect or how does that lead into the the base of the story so the thing about visual novels is that there are different routes and you, you, you're probably going to play it more than one time. So I was like, oh, what if I just make it part of the story where like once you reach the end, 
the main character is transported via time travel back to the beginning to oh. like learn like go through the other characters routes and like there's one big overarching plot about time traveling to all the other characters stories and all that good jazz oh that's pretty meta i like it <laughs> yeah but but <laughs> time traveling stories is a mess don't do it <laughs> it's really it gets way more complicated and kind of like a big like kind of nest of like interwinding like lines i guess oh, i don't know how you would be able to manage that a lot of uh, flowcharts. <laughs> oh, smart. <laughs> um, so what have you been focusing on recently? Or what's in the development pipeline for you right now? Right now, I'm switching over to Owen's route. He seems to be a fan favorite. He's the big buff panda. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's I'm focused on his route at the moment. But right now, I'm getting a little burnt out on repeat. You know, I've been working on it for the past five years. I'm kind of starting pre-production for a second project in the Ooh. back line. Uh, something this, a little more... Fi- huh? Has this been announced yet? Or is this, do you want to no, keep this on no, the cover? No, it hasn't. It's just something I'm like chewing on. Because as an artist, you work on one thing for too long, you just kind of... It, it just kind of hurts to keep banging your head on a brick wall. Right. right. <laughs> oh, so not uh, necessarily burnout? Or just kind of just refresh on something new? It's kind of like burnout, but the way I burn out is if I take a break, I'm even more stressed. So I need something <laughs> else to be on. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm on vacation. I should be working. I'm not working. Oh yeah, that's making me more stressed. <laughs> oh yeah, let me tell you. Like, um, sometimes I go go out with friends, go to see a movie, like chill out, uh, hook up with someone. I don't know. I'm just laying yeah. there, like, wow, I could I could have been working right now. <laughs> no, that's some real anxiety. Like, cause uh, when. Because that's the thing, like, when I start a new project, too, or I have a commission in mind that I've just been commissioned for, like, my, I'm kind of fixated on that for quite some time until I at least get, like, halfway done with the thing or at least start, you know, pretty well. So that's always mm-hmm. on my mind. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's a balancing act that you've really got to work out as an artist. Mm-hmm. How, uh, so how have you, um, I guess you could say, like, evolved i mean was uh furry i mean getting back to like the entry of furry for you so was it more of a social thing or did, did you find like an art group to like kind of invest yourself in or how, how has that changed for you over time um an art i guess i just started posting random art online it got like oh, excuse me hmm. you're good so uh, sorry burping uh <laughs> so uh I just started uh, posting stuff online. I didn't really like get many comments or whatnot, but it was more of a self fulfillment thing in the beginning. Cause, like, I I just like writing stories. Sometimes when I'm bored or I'm I'm like in a waiting room or like, um, just, just uh, commuting, I just write yeah. stories in my head. I'm like, oh, this would be fun. And I guess storytelling has always been a thing that I do. So. Oh, in so the beginning, it was self-fulfillment. So it sounds like just kind of a natural outlet. Like, oh, here, I made this thing, and I'm going to post and share it, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the beginning, I only had, like, three followers on Patreon for, like, a, several months. I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm right on. That's, uh, like, kudos yeah. to the three people. Nice. Thank you for staying with me that long, y'all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, after a while, I got a bigger audience, and I was like, oh, 
I have to make sure the stuff I write is actually good. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, at least it sounds like I'm going to like think about this and, you know, be more serious about it. Uh, yeah, I definitely think um, planning things out early is good because after a while you're like, at some point you're just going to keep, you're going to be writing to hit a deadline instead of like writing to like for your own personal fulfillment. Which yeah, that's what I'm trying to balance too. Notice. Yes. Oh, did you have more to say on that? Or, oh, oh no, okay. no. I, my brain's flatlining right now. <laughs> oh, you're okay. You're good, dude. Um, Another swig of coffee. I know. Like, no, I'll drink too... Like, this is in back in my caffeine days. I'll drink too much. And then um, I also take these pre-workouts for my workout sessions because I also try to fit in, like, you know, a little bit of bodybuilding throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'll take a pre-workout, and that's, like, the equivalent of six coffees. And I've already had, like, oh, two... So then you, my brain just literally implodes and <laughs> I feel so sick. <laughs> I, I'm like the opposite of my workouts. Like after my workouts, I'm just dead for two days. <laughs> oh, do you hit the gym? I didn't know this. Uh, so there's a gym at my college that I go to fairly, I try to go to fairly regularly. You know, it started off like as an artist, you're sitting at a desk all day. So like back pain's a major thing. Oh, so God, I started yeah. talking. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, oh, I want to... I want to be fit and look good and like for my AD Twitter. <laughs> so, no, no, same, same. I totally agree. Yeah. Like that's, oh, yeah. that is a drive. Mm-hmm. Definitely a confidence booster. So I was like, Hey, that's this motivation to keep working out and be healthy. So yeah, that's, that's the thing I did. <laughs> so you're actually in college still. How do you fit in the, the art or like the practice for art? Cause there's also like a huge warm up period that I feel for most artists when, you know, to get going. How do you fit that um, in? So for me, I'm an animation student, so I'm just doing art like all the damn time. Um, I do mostly 3D, so there's a difference. Oh, okay. um, but I'm, I feel like I'm always like warmed up because of all the shit that I have to do. <laughs> oh, so you're so thinking I, about art no matter what then? Yeah, pretty much. So it's it's basically all art all the time for me, except for when my uh, friends drag me out to see the sunlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to do stuff outside. <laughs> but all my friends are, like, animation students, too. So, like, we're all just suffering together. It's great. No, yeah, I find out, like, after I get out of my day job, too, like, after eight hours of that. I work in a library, so I don't get in the sun or anything. I'm just indoors all day. And then I go home, and then I'm hitting, like... Um, I also work out at home and stuff, too, so I'm under a roof. And then I go in my room... And then I'm practicing for a couple hours and then I'm getting to commissions. And it's like, wow, I had no vitamin D all day. (laughs) (laughs) What is sunlight? Exactly. And then I live in Hawaii too, which is like the sunniest state. And (laughs) I don't make good use of it, to be honest. If I, if, if there's anything about me being ashamed in this state, it's that I don't go to the beach enough and I don't suntan enough. Oh, damn. But you still look good though. So yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, a big help is um my boyfriend, too. He does help get me out there, too, and do social furry stuff. And then we go hiking, and we'll do furry events. That's what I really do like. Um, Do you guys have anything, like, local fur uh, events or cons in your space? Oh, yeah. Um, So, Anthro New England just happened, uh, is happening this weekend. Anthro so, there's a lot of fursuit. There's a lot of fursuiters around. They're just, like, a couple blocks away from my college. So, it's great what? to... Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's pretty good um <clears throat> sorry 
Oh, so you don't even have to get a hotel. If you if you dorm, if you live in that area, you could just walk down to the convention center or something. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, I only went by like for a couple hours this time though to uh, fr a friend's birthday party because I I have a lot of deadlines to meet this weekend. But yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's it's a good fun like a nice social recharging time, you know. Yeah, I think I think like when um I'm kind of in this routine, even if I got like a good thing going, like oh wow, I'm getting stuff done, I'm being productive. I feel like no matter what, I think I just have to like either like get a good night's sleep or just be like, you know what, I'm going to screw around and play video games for like three hours straight or like the whole day, you know, uh -huh. you just kind of yeah, feel that. Yeah, you just kind of need that like even like even talking to somebody or like hanging out on Discord. I, I kind of do live for those moments now because it gets me like away from just work. Yeah, yeah, you're like people aren't robots. You definitely need like a break every now and then to just recharge yourself. I know, uh, as much as I want to be, as much as I just want to be a full time artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you you live to like see the moment when your project's done, but like you, you still gotta live, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. Like one thing that I realized, um, after like the well reception of like a couple of like artwork projects that I've done was like, wow. Um, okay, I, I, I finished that. What do I do now? And then I'm kind of like left just thinking about the next thing. And I'm like, huh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw like the comic you were working on on Twitter. It's looking really well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Okay, so this is actually not to talk too much about myself or anything. But um, I am working on this new comic. It, it's got light BDSM themes. It's called Howlin' Jasper. I just... I couldn't really think of anything punny. I really wanted to throw a pun in there. Maybe I will later. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's got a little bit to do with, like, callers and stuff and, like, kind of, like, this dynamic between, like, somebody who's in kind of, like, the BDSM realm showing another person who's been kind of interested and is very sh shy about it. And that's how I've been, like, kind of leading to develop my characters from that. I, oh, that's I have really this... cute. Thank you. Yeah, I I'm really excited about it because... um. This is where, like, I, I, like, launched my Patreon and stuff, and then that's where I'm like, okay, I gotta plan this all out. I'm scheduling up my months to take on this load and stuff, and I I have, like, I started looking more into character development. Like, there's this thing called this Big Five, um, you know, where you're gonna have, like, intro, conflict, resolution, conclusion, or, like, character setting, problem, solution, and mood. And oh, yeah, I'm like, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so how am I gonna fill up all these slots... And how am I going to, like, plan this out? So I got my little moleskin journal here, and I was just kind of, like, roughing out the outlines. Do you have those kind of, like, napkin writing moments where you're just trying oh, yeah. to figure out stuff? I, re I remember in the beginning, I, I wrote on a lot of Dunkin' Donut napkins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've switched over to an actual notebook now, but, like, in my early days, I was not very organized. Uh, but nowadays, most of my time, um, most of my planning is done in Google uh in Google Docs and also um, flowcharts. What what do you use for flowcharts? Is that like a there's specific? This, uh, there's this website called Draw.io, and it connects with your Google Drive account, which is super handy. So like, Ooh. it's basically Google Docs but for flowcharts, which is very useful. Would recommend. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write that down right now. What was it called? <laughs> Google.io. Uh no. Uh, I'll oh sorry. <laughs> oh, right on Discord. Let's see. Uh, Draw. .io. Oh, thank you. I'm totally going to use that. Super good. Planning is good for any project. 
Nice. Okay. Um, and something I kind of always ask furries and stuff um, when I have a chance to interview them is like, well, how do you how do you fit in kind of the day to day lifestyle of like the furry life and your regular life? Do you feel like there's a distinction or sometimes is it not really different at all? Uh, it's furry stuff into a regular. So here's my daily life these days. So I get up, I go to the animation lab, my school animation lab, work there for like four or five hours. Come back home, eat dinner, and then work on uh, work on furry art and writing. And then I go out, go to the gym, or like I play Ring Fit Adventures or something. And then I come oh, back nice. home, <laughs> and I work some some more furry shit, and then maybe some video games, and then I go to bed. <laughs> okay, I I mean besides school, I guess yeah, it's not too different for me either. Like beyond like whatever I have to do, it's kind of like synced with either like like relax for a bit or go to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. There, I don't see like there's a. I don't think there's a hard line between the things I do. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, cause yeah, I think I have met a few furs too that have been very like closeted in a way. Like, what do you think about that? Where like, I I may have something to do with like I think independence. Like, if you're living oh, yeah. with family, I mean, growing up kind you of maybe. Hide it. Yeah, and like, has that ever been an issue for you, or what would you have to say on that kind of thing? So, um, most of my friends are art people, you know, in the animation department. So, uh, mm-hmm. most of them are pretty open-minded. There were one time, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so I think two years ago, one of the seniors in my, uh, department, in the animation department was like, Hey, uh, Shiro, uh, they didn't call me Shiro, but whatever. Um, they were like, Hey, um, I'm working on my capstone project and I need some illustrations of my characters. Do you think you can help me? And I was like, sure. Why did you ask me specifically? And I looked at our character list and they were all furry <laughs> characters and I was like oh they know <laughs> yeah um, most of my friends are pretty open-minded like at this point most of them know uh i'm a furry mm-hmm. uh I, I remember we were having a conversation at some point i was like fucking furries and then my friend just turned over and was like you hypocrite <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's kind of the thing that's tradition you slander your own kind <laughs> yeah, that that's how we live. And I think another um I remember during an internship, um, I put a lot of like furry stickers on my um on my water bottle and whatnot. And one of my uh colleagues looked over and was like, Oh, I like the little crocodile sticker on your uh on your on your water bottle. I looked over as like the bad dragon <laughs> sticker. Oh, the... I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I love this cat I love this crocodile. It's great. <laughs> the red and black one with the grin. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I think um, that's so funny. You can get either like a small one or you can get a really big decal. And my boyfriend has oh, yeah. the big decal slapped on the back <laughs> of his F-150. <laughs> oh, that's that's some good shit right there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. But I live, I live for the trash. It's cool. They've got good shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Am I, I allowed been... to talk about this? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, sorry. I didn't really do any housekeeping here. But just to let you know, like for the rules, um... Like, literally, this is just a self-funded podcast. If not, like, it's also funded in part by Patreon and stuff. Um, So there's no, like, rules. There's no real, like, censorship. I wouldn't... Like, that's my biggest gripe. I don't want anybody, like, being censored to talk about anything they wouldn't, you know, feel comfortable with. So that's how I kind of treat this platform. Okay. That's good enough. I I was worried. Am I allowed to say the fuck word here? It is YouTube, so... (laughs) Oh, do they ban that now? I don't even know. I'm not too familiar. 
I don't know. Um, I haven't been keeping up, but I'm sure it's fine. I've seen, I've seen, it's YouTube, people swear. Yeah, it's like, I think if you're more of like a big mainstream YouTuber or something, maybe. But mm-hmm. I know, you know what sucked? Um, I actually was, I, I did this one video and it's a good thing that I don't really monetize my content on there because I just rely on Patreon and, you know, my mm-hmm. own day job and stuff. But if you if you choose not to monetize or like put ads on your content, I think it's free game as long as it's not like totally porn or something. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, because I use this Bob Ross track, you know, like for his painting videos, <laughs> and I think I got copyrighted struck, and I was like, what the heck is this? Oh no, Bob <laughs> yeah. Ross. I know they're really like strict. I guess whatever who's who's affiliated with Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know like most YouTubers use. Uh, Kevin McLeod uh, sounds soundtracks because they're royalty free. So maybe Ooh, if you're worried about that kind of thing, use use that. <laughs> yeah, even one thing I did um was uh, really awesome was I I commissioned my first uh furry like musician, and Ooh. I did like a little. I was like, hey, could you do like a little like five to seven second intro of something that's kind of synthy like poppy a little bit like Animal Crossing or something, and like. Oh, he did an amazing job, and I'm going to start using that for my YouTube videos now. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, I, lo- I love, like, the podcast of, like, a little cute little, like, music thing Jingle. in the beginning. Yeah. Jingle, yeah. I really want it love to be its, like, thing. own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, so... I listened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> thank you for being, like, really receptive. But um, some people... Uh, um, oh, no, no. Actually, sorry. We left. We went on a big tangent. Getting um, <laughs> back to like the bad dragon space, um, I did go to my first con was BLFC, and I did see like they have you know have you ever been to BLFC by the way? I haven't. The main ones I've gone to are uh, Anthro New England and Anthrocon. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, but my I'm, friends go to BLFC, so I'm not sure how it's set up in those conventions. I bet it's similar though. Um, so we have uh like some of the main con floors, a game room. Uh, a place for uh, artists, artist alley, and then you have the dealer's den. And the dealer's oh, den yeah, is yeah, where, exactly. yeah, and even among the dealer's den, there's a little bit of a separation. So you'll have more mm-hmm. of the general uh, art, or you'll have like more of the adult. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's similar. Um, so yeah, I, I we had a lot of um, bad dragon stuff and looty stuff in one corner of the con. Ah uh, yes, the shadowy place. <laughs> you gotta get there first, or a lot of the good stuff is taken, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Um. So, uh, from what I can see at Anthrocon, I don't yeah. think there was a bad dragon corner, sadly, but there were like a lot of kinky like leather stuff here and there, and like a lot of pup masks and other kinky equipment here and there that people could buy. Oh, nice. Um, they were kind of out in the open. They weren't like in a corner or anything, which I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it's different at BLFC. Well, yeah, I I think it's really fun to see like what other people are really into. Yeah, that's uh, like that's a really good way to like speak about the fandom in general. Cause I don't know how like I don't know what the term is even like PC or censored or anything like about the community is, especially when like there's like a con board I, I would really love to have a staff member be um that i'd be able to interview sometime but when they're organizing a con like i don't know exactly like what they want the face of the con to be because as far as i was concerned it's kind of evolved into this like it's for our community it's like by the furs for the furs like by the people for the people 
um you know we really fund and like do charities and all these really cool things but like when it comes to the adult stuff you know like i'm not even sure if pump masks are really adult like i don't think that they are like i don't think they should be censored if you want to wear it that's cool and i have one of my own um i mean what's your take on that oh i bought a pup mask uh recently and i was so excited to wear it and i was like oh wait I'm blind without my glasses and I can't wear them. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was like, uh, there was like that moment of like, oh, heartbreak. <laughs> oh, can you fit it over? Can you fit it over the snoot? The snout? Uh, a few people messaged <laughs> me with like some glasses strategies. So maybe I'll try that out sometime. But yeah, I don't think pop masks are that kinky, honestly. But like, I get where people are coming from. But I'm, I'm kind of not on either side honestly i'm just like if they're banned they're banned if they're not they're not all right whatever that's um, fair and you know what they even have like a bit of a wrestler vibe to me i don't even think that it's like really anything like super lewd at least for the just the mask it's just a mask like it's not that not bad um so the thing about um from what i can see from my experience at like anthrocon or whatever like lewds are welcome but at the same time they have to acknowledge that hey there are kids that are coming through. So yes. like uh, any loot art or whatnot, there's like little, like <laughs> I saw like uh, people put like little post-it notes over the crotch of their like oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> artwork. And like, there's like, they've got little not safe for work binders that they can put their art in and close when like people, they're not showing to like people who are looking for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the furry community is really open to like, lewd stuff but also uh they gotta it's still a public place so they gotta keep it um civil i guess even like body harnesses i think those are really cool and cute like i've even seen a lot of full suitors and in suit they'll have that over their suit yeah yeah um i actually saw like a couple of friends of mine like those harnesses and they're actually accepted like you're allowed to wear them if you're wearing a fursuit not if you're wearing um nothing but nothing underneath yeah <laughs> yeah uh, uh, what are you yeah, talking about this is just my hiking gear yeah uh to secure my my body you know <laughs> <laughs> to the bed <laughs> <laughs> okay um so have uh how many cons have you been to thus far in your furry career furry, i think i've only <laughs> been to a and e and anthro but i've been to E every year for the last three years and i've been to anthrocon twice oh wait i go to furpocalypse too which is like furpoc it's in connecticut it's a couple hours drive away from here which is nice but it happens during midterms here oh, so i'm like no. oh shit that uh, is it's, one it's thing yeah that is like one thing too i've heard a lot of furries mention like even for like mff when it's taking place at the end of the year um, it's also like when big finals are due and it, like a lot of people can't make it. Luckily for me as an animation student, all, most of our stuff is like project based. So there's no like big midterm exams or whatnot, but they do check in and see how we're doing. And most of the time our projects are behind schedule. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, so for your animation, as far as uh, that, um, career path is, uh, going on, um, where is that going to lead to? Do you plan on like doing Disney work or like what do you want to do with that? Um, so these days, uh, so what I focus on animation is like character animation, 3D modeling, all that good jazz. I kind of want to go into game production or like, or like, uh, 
movies or actually i'm open to anyone who will hire me at this point <laughs> just <laughs> give me give me a job please just please studio i want to make art for you yes please and also a living wage <laughs> yeah that's the really tough thing i mean you even hear about like this you know like that common phrase a starving artist but i don't think that should really be the case these days um yeah i definitely. mean more than ever, you don't have to, like, I was reading this old, like, 1950s, like, get your uh, career started in art and stuff, and then it would talk about, like, working for Disney or some super big old-timey corporation, and it's, like, with, like, the advent of the internet and, like, open free communication for the most part, it's, you can really find, like, your own niche, I think, in the world, and that's what's so encouraging, and I think, like, if you think, if you're thinking about developing an audience or developing your art or just growing and supporting yourself in your own creative field you should definitely just try it and see what comes of it i'm sure a lot of people will love to support you especially in the community hell yeah like the furry community is so damn supportive of their artists i just uh, i can't express how grateful i am to to them (laughs) how how did you so like when you first put out your stories or your first couple of illustrations like um, is, is there anything you finally remember about, like, the community kind of encouraging you? So, um, I remember when I first started, like, um, putting out, uh, updates, monthly updates for my visual novel. There's this one guy, like, a wooden bowl or something. Like, he always leaves, like, three long paragraphs of, like, impressions, thoughts, and feelings about the characters and the oh, story wow. direction. And it's, like, it always warms my heart to, like, read that kind of thing. And, like... People have been emailing at me about like, oh, I really like your vision novel. It really like touched my heart and whatnot. And those those are so like heartwarming to me. It's great. I don't reply to all of them because I've I'm always busy these days. But like I read every single one. It's it's very very touching. Oh, that's lovely. I mean, especially for like a young and budding artist, right? I think like one of the worst things that could happen maybe is like. You know, you put something out there and then, you know, just nobody sees it. And that can be kind of heartbreaking, too. Yeah, I I definitely experienced that early on. But like I said, uh, art was usually my anti-stress activity. Like, I I draw the calm down. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I I need, you know, love and affection for this. It's like, no, I I love doing it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Although sometimes I see my like doodle sketches that took five minutes get like 500 views or whatnot. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, uh, how does the internet work? I don't understand. I can tell you a little pro tip. Just throw in a sheath. Instant, instant hundred million likes. <laughs> I, I just like I tried. So uh, I'm at it. <laughs> One of these cursed images or something that I didn't want to see was like, you know, those little hot dog things you see at Costco. Uh-huh. Or <laughs> they're like little um, bite size, uh, like pigs in a blanket. Uh-huh. Like, oh, oh no! no. Oh, I, <laughs> no. I was like, I, I cannot unsee this. You don't like hot dogs? No, I'm sorry. They're they're kind of gross. Not gonna lie. <laughs> wow. I mean, it is only you know all the leftovers of pig organs and stuff. So what's not to like? I know. I that's not even that part that disgusts. It doesn't disgust me. I'm just like it. Just doesn't taste good. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's kind of oily. You know, after I've had, like, a, like if I want to be a real cheapy person for, like, lunch or something, I'll go to Costco because I have one, like, five minutes away from my house. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I, well, and then I'll get a couple of hot dogs, and they're, like, $1.50 each plus drinks. So I have, like, 
infinite drinks because I'm going to be eating there anyway. And I spent like only three bucks on two hot dogs and they're like huge hot dogs, but I eat them. And then I feel so like, do you ever get that like greased out feeling where it's like I had too oh, much? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you just feel heavy all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to But you sit. live next to a Costco's, man. Like that's the life. Oh, yeah. How is it for you doing college and then doing like, do you do groceries or do you eat out, I guess? Uh, uh, so um, <laughs> the most convenient thing. Okay. We've got like two big convenience stores on campus that we can go to for groceries, but it's super expensive. Uh, mm. If I wanted to go go grocery shopping, I have to get on the train for like 20 minutes and go to Chinatown. And that's where I do most of my groceries. Oh, okay. um, but it's a long trek and I, I've, I'm tight on time a lot of times. So sometimes I just give in and like shop at a gro- at a convenience store. Which uh, my wallet isn't too happy about, but you know, college it'd be life. like that. We don't have a Costco's around here. It's it's heartbreaking. Oh yeah, that's pretty rough. I mean, especially like, cause yeah, I love buying stuff in bulk. It's like just buy it once, and it lasts for for like the whole month. Yeah, it's so good. I, I missed um, I missed having big grocery stores around here. It's sad. Also, everything's just expensive in Boston. <laughs> what is yeah what. Like, I mean, not to go off too far or anything, but what is, like, the Boston life like? I don't really know, like, what's... What is the haps about Boston? Boston. Um. So, the good thing about living on campus is that you got a lot of things right here. We got a lot of restaurants. The, there's a library, a gym, places to go out and study and meet up with friends, all that good jazz. But also, if you want to go take a trip or whatnot, like, traffic is awful, and also the public transport is never on time <laughs> oh so yeah uh honestly i don't go out much so i can't really tell you too much about Boston. <laughs> i'm sure but like it, i'm sure the weather isn't it like way colder over there like i'm sure you right guys now get snow is, right is snow a boston, sure. a boston thing uh it's not just a boston thing it's like northeast so it gets pretty cold um in the winter, usually it gets like super snowy and there's slush everywhere and your shoes get wet the moment you step outside. Oof. Um, but not recently, though, because then, you know, fuck climate change. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't gotten much uh, snow, just biting cold. Oof. Yeah, I was walking to uh, Anthro, New England yesterday and like my nose, I couldn't feel my nose when I got there. Oh, <laughs> no. Me. That's the one thing that I do like, though. Like, okay. It's when you get kind of used to like living on the equator, it gets kind of like samey. Like you can't, you can't tell the difference between the air and like the edge of your body because it's all Mm -hmm. body temperature. (laughs) (laughs) So that's true. So you can kind of say, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's perfect weather and stuff here. But I I love the seasons. I, I don't know if it's because I haven't had enough of it, but I love seeing fall. I love seeing all of like the crunchy leaves on the floor. I love like spring winter summer like the whole shebang and yeah it definitely keeps things lively here exactly and then you get your like really cool wardrobes and you get like these really snazzy coats and everything yeah sweater weather is my favorite Uh, favorite hell yeah and then you can actually enjoy like a piping hot cup of hot cocoa and it's snowing outside and that's what makes me jelly yeah Yeah, that that, uh, new england aesthetic really hits home um and also I like the cold because I just don't like sweating, you know? <laughs> it feels gross. 
that's the one argument I always have with people where it's like, oh, do you like the winter or the summer? And it's like, well, in the summer, you can't take off layers of clothes. When you're hot, mm-hmm. you're hot. Yeah, you just suffer. <laughs> exactly. You just perish. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd be like that sometimes. Okay, um, well, getting back to art. <laughs> my dude. <laughs> a little bit. No, but that's the cool thing I like about the podcast. Because, like, when I first introdu- like, introduce people, it's like, hey, I want to interview and chat with you. It's like it's like 5% interview, and then it's like eight, like 95% just chatting. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I really like it. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes I lose track. I was like, what were we talking about? All right, dicks. All right, cool. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just talk about dicks, <laughs> it's dicks how, do you, nice, right? how do you um i mean i don't want to bore you too much with like talking about the the business aspect of um art but how do you find uh like it's a good way to promote yourself have you done any i'm curious have you done any of the con like panels or have you had any chair spots like hosting a table or anything i've considered that but uh Furry conventions for me have always been like a time to relax and hang out and whatnot. And manning a table would just stress me out. <laughs> I've I've thought about hosting a panel because I've seen my friends do it and it mm-hmm. looks doable. But I'm also like, what what, what do I talk about? <laughs> I mean, I've I've, I've considered work- doing like a writing workshop or something Ooh. like that. But also, I'm not. <laughs> it'd be me like talking about oh here's what not to do like what i did in um it's just gonna be self-deprecating which i'm sure people want to hear so <laughs> that's my favorite uh, kind of humor uh so yeah for me fairy conventions is mostly hanging out with friends attend yeah. orgies that kind of thing you know you know just you know the everyday stuff you know yeah yeah but <laughs> but that's kind of a good point actually i think um when I did have a couple of buddies ask me about um, doing a couple of tables and stuff, it's like, well, I live in Hawaii, and then I have to commute, like, 2,000 miles to the West Coast to <laughs> then go and do work. It's like, hmm, mm. should I reserve my vacation to work some more? But I guess eventually I do see myself, like, maybe after, like, my comics finished and stuff, I really would like to do a physical print. That would, like, make me happier than anything. Oh. Oh, and then, I know there are a couple websites out there that can definitely help you with that. Ooh, okay. Um, I would definitely love a link. Yeah. Uh, I have their business card somewhere. I don't know where I put it. <laughs> I'll have to dig it up for you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, the I know one of my big inspirations too. It's like, um, are you familiar with the artists like Brayburn or No Ghost or? Oh, No Ghost. Oh. Yeah, he, he does super good stuff. Like, holy shit, how do you paint? <laughs> exactly that's what i always ask myself every day (laughs) (laughs) but like seeing um their work um really does like motivate me it's like hey you know like they did this and they went through the grind i think i can do this too definitely um are there any are there any big uh visual novel uh furry artists i'm not too aware of visual novel um so my friend basket um is that their name? Basket. I just call it Basket. Um, they okay. They are they're the developer for um uh, what's it called? Tennis Ace, which I've heard is super good and would recommend. Um, let's see. I think that's the only person I know personally that makes other visual novels. Oh, is Tennis Ace uh specifically furry or is that just more? Yeah, it's furry. It's furry. It's oh okay. Furry. 
Murray. <laughs> Check out and Tennis Ace. Mm-hmm. It, shout out to Basket for his great writing. <laughs> oh, does he do the art for it too? Or is he like... I think a... he commissions the art, I think. I'm not quite sure about the details. Have you ever considered that? Or, like, are you more, like, in the lines of, like, I, I would rather produce, like, both the art and the writing? Uh, so my my production schedule is super chaotic so i'm i'm like i'd rather go down with the ship myself than drag <laughs> someone else with me because <laughs> at least it's all you're doing i guess <laughs> yeah i'm responsible for me also like group projects there's issues where they're like oh the writing's done but the art isn't so the update can't go out and like mm-hmm. sometimes you're waiting on people and i feel like there's just less control overall which is what I like about a solo project. Oh yeah, so you're completely independent. I just wanted to reiterate that. Oh yeah, I draw the art, I write the writing, and I cry the tears. Oh god, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but I appreciate it, and I love seeing all your updates. And even like you even manage a lot of separate commissions too in between. Oh yeah, I usually like stop commissioning when I'm in full development mode, but sometimes sometimes I need a something different to work on you know what is um your uh vn actually available on uh because i know that you do send out updates too um so the visual novel is available for free on itch.io uh and it is everyone on my patreon gets it two weeks ahead in advance so and also like my plans updates uh i i'm also working on this little side comic that's available up there uh and yeah Oh, okay, awesome. So, uh, oh crap, I just looked at the clock. That was a really oh, fast damn. hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would love to have you on the show again. But thank you for your time. I really appreciate out of your busy schedule that you could come and chat with me and uh, share your story with us. Um, oh yeah, I'll be happy to come back. Yeah, this was really fun. <laughs> yay! Okay, awesome. So, okay, you heard it here first. He's you're gonna, yeah, you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. He's going to be back on, and I would love to have him as guest again. This has been Tree Bark. I've been your host, Theo, and this has been Shiro Koi. So I hope you guys go check out his work. He's awesome, and he does an awesome job with his commissions and his comic and his visual novel. Please check him out. Um, are there any last plugs or anything you'd like to let people know? Uh, what do people usually plug here? Uh, follow my art maybe yeah wherever they can find you or like what you're going to be up to uh so i have a twitter i have a fur affinity that i haven't touched in a while (laughs) uh just follow twitter that's basically where i am these days that's twitter at shiro i get confused is it shiro bork or is it shiro koi uh so the the at is shiro koi but the name i have on there is shiro bork (laughs) okay gotcha okay so go follow shiro bork at shiro koi guys yeah, Thank just you gonna be sure. It's all good. <laughs>